I've been driving this train Years in this lane, there's no stopping this flame Cause I came to the game and I changed it to play How I like rearranged it to my own domain Yeah, I got what it takes, made lots of mistakes Taking shots, skipping breaks, feeling lost, feeling great Popping off, singing straight, never stop, never changed all the squad What's up guys and welcome to another episode of the Consistency Wins Podcast I'm your host Antonio Vaglica here with my co-host Landon Archangelo And we are here to tee you up for an amazing, amazing interview with Mr. Ari Galper. If you are in sales or in business for yourself, this is the episode. Um, Funny enough, you'll come to see that I actually took this interview by myself. This is our first interview that I took um, alone. And he called me Landon because I was on Landon's account. It's quite funny. We'll we'll recap that towards the end. Um, We want to get you right into the, uh, the interview. So feel free to take a peek at the outro towards the end. After the interview, Landon and I will give our thoughts and give the State of the Union on Consistency Wins. Enjoy the interview. And I'm up again. I got tired eyes, need a cup of blend. That's right. In the AM, that's my only friend. No light, just the sun coming up. You know, before we begin here, I just want to take a second to just like reflect a little bit. Two years ago, when we started this podcast, it was just so that I can get all my crazy thoughts out on a platform. We really wanted to empower young, aspiring entrepreneurs and leverage people that are really doing things in the world to uh, provide that information. Two years later, we look back and I would never have thought we got someone of the caliber of Ari, uh, Ari Galper here. Thanks so much for coming on that. Ari is the world's number one authority on trusted selling and creator of Unlock the Game. Thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. Looking forward to it, Len. Absolutely. So without further ado, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Yeah. So I'm originally from California and I live in Sydney, Australia. I've been here for about uh, 18 years. Hard to believe. Still got the accent, <laughs> but uh, I couldn't honestly. I couldn't tell. I, re- I actually, I, I did not tell that. Yeah, yeah. Americans uh, normally keep their accents for some reason, um, but yeah, I've been doing everything from here. Got three kids, and uh, yeah, I've been well, trust based selling has been my mission for the last twenty years. So happy to talk about it today. Yeah, let's talk. Let's dive right into trust based selling. I, I is it similar to something like influence with integrity? I'm a huge proponent of sales, so I want to hear it all. Yeah, there's a story behind it, which might give some context to how I invented this uh, concept. So about 20 years ago, I was a sales manager at a software company, and we were, we, had the, we were launching the first online website tracking tools. Now it's called Google Analytics. I'm sure you heard of that before. And uh, I was managing 18 folks underneath me, sales reps, and big leads came across my desk. And there's an opportunity came across uh, my, my desk, and I called the contact back. Uh, he's a huge company, lots of websites, nice guy. We agreed to a conference call and a live demo. Show my product uh, that following week, and if I close this one sale, it would double revenue in one opportunity. That's how big it was. So they finally came four o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday. I, I'm in a conference with my CEO. I close the door behind me, and I I pull up the speakerphone on the table, hit the dial tone, and I call in. And my guy's there. He's like, "Hey, Ari, how's it going? Good." And he says to me, "Ari, let us tell you who's here with us today." And I was like, "Fine." Next thing I hear is, my name's John, I'm CEO. I'm like, that's good. My name's Mike, I'm uh, head of IT. Perfect. My name is Julia, I'm head of global marketing. Amazing. I mean, everybody on this call and was a decision maker. Like, they're all there. It's going to happen. It's going to happen today, you know? Wow. So I uh, I introduced myself, then logged in, started giving me a live demo to show them how it looks to ca- gather information through our product line. And I'm showing this to them live, and I hear this noise in the phone call. I'm like, wow, this is great. 
this is amazing. This is fantastic. They start asking me all kinds of questions. How does it work? How do we install it? There was so much chemistry on this phone call. It was like a love fest on the phone. You know what I'm talking about? Like, mm-hmm. it's just all happening. Like, there, there was nothing wrong at all. It was great. I was like, this is going to be, this is going to be a great sale. So, the call comes to a close an hour later. My contact's like, Ari, this is great. We love it. Look, give it a call a couple, couple weeks. Follow up with us, and we'll move this thing forward. I'm like, perfect. Thank you so much. I said my goodbyes. I took my hand to reach for the off button on the speakerphone. As I'm reaching for that button, by complete accident, I hit the mute button instead of the off button. And a small click happened, and it thought I hung up the phone. In that split second, a voice inside of me said, Ari, go to the dark side. Be a fly in the wall. Go where no one's ever gone before in the world of sales. So I pulled my thumb back for a couple of seconds. They started talking amongst themselves, thinking I had left the call. Now, this is not a trick question, but what would you imagine they would have said after a call like that, after the call we just had together? What would you get? So I'm thinking with all their feedback, like they're, you know, they're digesting it and super excited to move forward. Yeah, that's what you expect. From from the nature of where we're headed, it sounds like there's a there was an ulterior thing that happened. Yeah, yeah. Well, I expected to hear the good things, but here's what I heard verbatim, word for word. I'll never forget it. Here's what they said. They said, We're not gonna go with him. Keep using him for more information. And make sure we shop someplace else cheaper. Wow. Knife and heart twist. I was in a state of shock. I could not believe it. I snapped out of it, hit the off button, looked at the wall and said to myself, what did I do wrong? I was competent. I was professional. I was easygoing. I wasn't salesy. I did everything I was supposed to do the right way. And look what happened. And I asked myself this question. I, this is the first pivot that came to me. I realized that somewhere along the way, it has become socially acceptable not to tell the truth to people who sell, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's okay to say things like, sounds good. Send me information. I'm definitely interested. Send me a proposal without having any intention of buying at all. And I was I like, hear that. Oh, I hear that. I can't believe this is going on. Then I asked myself this question. Why were they afraid to just tell me the truth? I'd be okay with that if I knew it from the beginning. And I realized there is an invisible river of pressure that flows underneath every sales call you have with someone. And if you don't constantly remove that pressure from the conversation, then what will happen is they'll always have their guard up, not tell you the truth, and make you chase them. And the hope you might make the sale. So that's when I realized I've got to come up with a system and a model and a framework to allow people to learn how to get to the truth of people, build enough trust with them in the beginning so this moment of vulnerability happens, they feel comfortable telling you where they stand, so you're no longer chasing ghosts anymore. And that became my whole Unlock the Sales Game premise 20 years ago, and now a trust-based selling, which has helped thousands of people become very successful in, in, in being authentic, not playing the game anymore, and not chasing ghosts anymore. That that's the premise behind our, our trust by selling approach. You are speaking to my heart and my soul right now. This was a learning curve that took multiple years to understand. Just uh, immediately, just trying to chase a sale immediately instead of doing all the work on the front end that you didn't know, no longer have that stuff on the back end. And I hated the the thought of like at the end of um, at the end of a sales call or when you quote unquote close, you're like, oh yeah, I closed him. And I've, I've gotten a distaste with that word because now it just feels like I was the one that got the value instead of them. 
So now I've, I've shifted it towards more of like a formation agreement type of language. What are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, we realize we've realized that the sales not lost anymore at the end of the process. The sales lost at the beginning of the process. And I'll prove it to you right now in a fun way. If someone calls your office tomorrow morning and the phone rings, you pick it up and you hear, hi, my name is, I'm with, we are a, what goes through mine in about three seconds? Immediately trying to be sold on something. It's over at hello. And I'm not suggesting that you're making outbound calls, but I'll make the case today that most of your listeners are losing their opportunities, not at the end of the process. They're losing it at the beginning. They just didn't realize they were doing certain things and constantly causing that to happen. We'll talk about that today as well. Yeah. So let's unpack that. Let's just go ahead and do it. Sure. So there's three core myths that I want to kind of bring up that help people realize their, their old conditioning is still stuck in that 1980s way of thinking. And, the, and there's actually a couple. The first one is this, that the sales is a numbers game. And I'm sure you've heard that before many in your career, where the idea is the more contacts you make, the more sales you make, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we discovered in this new economy, it's not about how many contacts you make anymore. It's about how deep you go on each conversation. Love that. You are at trust building, not how good you are at how many contacts you've got. That's a real flip in thinking. And the second one I'll mention real briefly is this one, that rejection is part of the sales process and game. You have to accept it. It's part of what's involved with it. It's like, if you don't have thick skin, if you can't take a no, you're not made for success. You know the old sales manager who said that in the Mm -hmm. old days? Well, we discovered now that rejection actually is triggered by certain things you say and do that cause the other person to push back on you and not tell you the truth. And so I'll share some triggers today that are causing that to happen unconsciously, that'll blow people away when they realize, man, they're the ones causing the problem, not the customer, because we're so conditioned to the old way of chasing people and selling that causes the other prospect, that the person you're talking to, to associate you with that negative salesperson stereotype. I love that. I love what you just said because, like, that was when my sales career shifted a lot. Was when I started to take full accountability as like maybe it wasn't them, maybe it was something I said. So yeah, I, please, please just keep going. Yeah, well, let me tell you that there's kind of two core principles behind our system and philosophy, and the first one is this. That your goal is to always be diffusing pressure, taking pressure out of the conversations that trust emerges. Let me give you an example of what I mean by this. So we we met through our own what we call trust-based languaging. Our own phraseology is not scripted, but it allows us to happen in real time to make this all this magic work right in the, on a call with somebody. Here's an example of what I mean by that. Let's say you're having a first call with somebody over the phone, a prospect. Good opportunities, good chemistry, looks like a good fit. The call kind of comes to an end. Normally in sales, we say things like what? We say, hey, great. How about we get together, have a cup of coffee, have a meeting, have a demo, have a next step, right? We're conditioned and wired to move things forward, right? Toward the sale. But what happens if you attempt to move things forward and they aren't ready yet? What do you break with them right there in that moment? Trust. Exactly. So same scenario, our mindset and our approach, our languaging. Call is going well, good chemistry, good opportunity, call comes to an end. Rather than doing the typical, hey, how about we move things forward? What we say instead is this. What we say is, where do you think we should go from here? Love that. 
And I'll say it now, again. So now we're, we're putting them in the driver's seat here. Yeah. Where do you think we should go from here? If you're listening to this and you're in sales, write this down, please. And when you say this to somebody, usually they're in a state of shock. They can't believe somebody in business would actually ask them what they want to do. They're so used to people taking them down the sales process, they know it a mile away. It's over right there. They play the game with you. They, they talk to you. And you're nice to them. But you're always at the service level. You're not building real trust with them because they know the game. So your job is to unlock it and shift everything and be authentic and make it about them, not about you. That is so good. It's a pattern interrupt. Yeah, it's it's it let them know that you're not about the sale anymore. You're about them and you actually care about them. What a concept. You're telling them I care about you, not my sale. Which is a total mindset shift because we're conditioned from the old sales gurus to move them forward towards the sale. What I'm telling you right now is stop moving people down a sales process. Stop moving them forward because what that does, it creates momentum. When you create momentum, that puts pressure on them and they pull back from you and don't tell you the truth. I know it's very contrarian, Landon. I'm dropping a couple bombs here today, but I want people to realize if they're still selling the old way in the new economy, they're going to be in for a lot of pain. Yep. So true. So now if we ask the question, where do you think we go from here? And that is not a positive reaction. What is your language after that? Well, the real question is, are they a fit with you or not? Mm -hmm. And if they don't feel comfortable with you, they don't they don't open up to you and say to you, well, I've got to come up with a couple more questions. Then clearly, one, they either aren't a fit, or two, the way you handle them from the beginning didn't make them feel comfortable telling you the truth. So you messed up, not them. Love that. So now number two, I know there was a second part to this whole thing. Yeah, the, the second core principle is the idea of what I call getting to the truth with people. Now, what that means is having the other person feel comfortable telling you exactly what's going on in their head at that moment and how they feel about you and what's the truth, basically. Let me give you an example of this. Recently, I had someone call my office. They got through my team, got to me, unscheduled call, a phone rings, and I said, hello. And I hear this. I hear Mr. Galper. I said, yeah. And he's like, my name's John Johnson. I make the name up here. I'm with XYZ Company. They're a huge company, massive. And he's like, look, we're looking to bring someone in to change our sales culture and our sales performance. We're looking at you and uh, to the people right now. We let them, first of all, Ari, uh, why the best? Why should we choose you and give me your best sales pitch? He says this to me of all people in the world, right? <laughs> like sales pitch. I haven't, I haven't used that word in a while. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I, 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 he's in the, doing the sales game. So I, I took a deep breath. I got centered my mindset, I lowered my voice and I said to him, I said, well, isn't that interesting? In that specific uh, tonality right there with, with the space. Like I lowered my voice. I paused and I said very slowly, well, isn't that interesting? And, and I what paused happened? and I paused. I took a deep breath and I said this. I said, over here at our company, we have a very similar process to you where we ask some questions, get their information, to see if we're a good fit. And if we're a good fit, we decide where to go from there. And I said to him, would you be open to that? 
Boom. That's all I said. Then next on the phone, Landon, I heard nothing. Dead silence. Then I felt his breath, like he actually breathed across the phone. I could tell he like let a gasp of air out. He lowers his shoulders. I can feel it. He became a human being again. He lowers his voice and he says to me, uh, okay, what kind of questions do you have for me? Wow. Next That's thing funny. I know, and I discover, one, he's not a decision maker. Two, he has no budget. And three, he's just curious as to what I do. Huh. So you just saved so much time and sweat equity just by changing the tonality of your voice. By getting to the truth. And, and off he went. He hung up the phone. He went to YouTube for my free stuff or whatever. And I hung up the phone. And that just saved me months and months of chasing and pursuing. And it's actually this drug. And it's in our bodies. And it, is, it gets activated with, with calls like that. You know what the drug is called? It's called hopium. You know, yeah. the yeah. drug, you're like, I got the call. You're so excited. You're like, man, I'm so pumped up. They called us. I'm gonna, this is the deal of the year. You get the hopium inside you. And you start chasing and chasing. And you call their voicemail. They're not there anymore. You finally go to your email and you write a note that says, hi, I'm writing you to follow up, right? And I'm going to ask all your listeners to remove one key phrase forever from your vocabulary as of today and never, ever, ever use it again in your world of business. And here it is. Never again use the phrase follow-up ever again in your sales process. Interesting. Unpack that, please. What's the only industry in the world that uses the word follow-up? Sales. Hi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and here you are trying to be authentic and not pushy, but your languaging screams, hi, I'm giving you a call to move things where? Towards the sale. There's a classic, wow. a few more classic ones. Remember the old ones? Like I'm giving you a call to check in or what else is there? I'm giving you a call to touch base. These are like 1980s classic lines that we still use today. That we're unconsciously aware of doing. It's breaking trust immediately because people associate you with that negative stereotype. So never use that again. Instead, say this. I'm giving you a call to see if you have any feedback on our previous conversation. Any feedback on our last meeting. Any feedback on our email. See, feedback's going where? Away from the sale. Backwards, not towards the sale. When I say don't create momentum and stop moving things forward, I'm serious about that. Stop selling. Build trust that's authentic instead. Be the doctor. They're the patient. Analyze their problem. Stop trying to throw in all the stuff in the middle of it that messes the whole thing up. Like, for instance, I'll drop a bomb right now. I'll ask your listeners to stop building relationships with people pre-sale. Stop trying to become their friend. You know the old, hey, how's it going? Nice to meet you. Where are you from? Really? Nice to meet What do you do? Like, you know the whole let's be friends thing? Once they like and know you, they'll buy from you thing? Well, they know it's fake. They don't want to be your friend anyways. All right? What they want is their problem solved. So you have permission to stop trying to build this fake friendship with them and instead be the doctor with empathy and diagnose their problem. And see if they're fit or not with you, rather than trying to mess it all up with becoming their friend first. Because do that afterwards. Once they're a client, no problem. Be their friend, but not before. 
That's that's so amazing. The irony in the in that whole thing you just talked about is like you create my momentum by slowing down, Correct. by going backwards. Yeah, I love exactly. that exactly by you letting go of the sale and you being present with them and you focusing a hundred percent on their world. The customer on their own will say, "How can you help me?" Would you argue that that's a byproduct of abundance versus scarcity? Like the more people we have access to talk to, the less salesy we get, the less we're chasing. And obviously, you know, when you're first starting out in sales, you don't have as many people to talk to. Maybe your funnel's not built out or maybe you're just, your prospecting's not there yet. And so you're constantly just trying to get that one sale and that your language and your tonality changes because there's like that more sense of urgency. What are your thoughts yeah. on that? Yeah. Once you get this right, it's about low volume, high conversion. Not high volume, low conversion. See, most people who've been trained the old way are chased. They're, they're trained and conditioned to chase whatever moves in their zone, lead, opportunity. See, we're so used to pursuing and chasing that we try and fill up our pipeline with as much as we can. And then we keep chasing and chasing and chasing, and we hope a few pop out the other end of this whole thing. That's the wrong way of thinking. The way of thinking is, how can I see if they're a fit or not from the beginning with less people, not more? That's beautiful. All right. If you don't mind me asking, how long have you been in this game? How long have you been a student of the sales? 20 years now. 20 years. And how long ago did you realize that there needed to be a shift? Because I'm sure that you probably, in the first couple of years, you probably bought into the what we were taught because you didn't know what you didn't know. But when did you start to make that shift? Well, it happened on from that conference call when I was rejected, lied to and treated less than and dehumanized. And I said to myself, never again will I allow this to happen to anyone else who I'm in contact with. I'm going to teach people how to never again reject it, how to feel control of their process, and how to do the right thing, be authentic with integrity. So, so let's unpack some more stuff here. I want to learn a little bit more about you personally. Sure. And where this journey has taken you, what you like to do outside of sales. I mean, sales is just it's arguably the most uh, the most fun thing to do, just helping, like just bringing value to people and constantly creating these win-win situations and all different ecosystems. So I want to hear more about yourself and what you like to do. Well, I'll tell you something personal that really drove me in this whole story is uh, I have a son uh, after a day after he was born uh, who ha- uh, we were told that he had Down syndrome and his name is Toby. And uh, we realized what a gift we had in our hands when we, we discovered this. Because if you know someone that has Down syndrome, you know they're beautiful people. They're warm. They, they have no hidden agenda. They're, they're full of love. You know? And mm-hmm. I wrote a book about him called Lessons from Toby, how to be transparent, honest with people, and authentic. And that has influenced me in my work over the last two decades. And he's kind of our mascot. And, um, and really, he's the hero here. And the whole goal is it, if everyone can be like him, honest, open, and transparent, what a world we live in right now, you know, how, how would that be? And, and I really think that that's my aspiration is to move things forward and, and to make help people feel like that and be like that with other people. That's amazing. So I'm, I'm assuming right now you're, you're the figurehead of Unlock the Game. You are the, the, the face of it. Where in this process, I'm assuming you've built a, a sales team and you're helping train them, but where in this process do you come in? Are you still on the phones at times? Uh, well, actually, interesting enough, I do have people come to my website, unlockthegame.com, and I do have a chance to have a uh, consultation with me, an application. I do talk with people a lot. In fact, I've got a show once a month called Stump the Guru on LinkedIn, where people jump on live and they ask me the toughest questions they've got, and I have to try and stump me, which is a lot of fun. We had it last week. 
Um, but uh, yeah, no, look, I, we do a lot of private consulting. This is a mindset shift. It's a transformation. This is not a few more techniques. This is not making yourself better. This is a wholesale letting go of what you believe is right and really uh, adopting a, a approach that is right for the times now. Yeah. And, and how often do you see the switch of what language should be? Is, how are you constantly being a student? Who are you looking up to as a mentor? Where are you learning and where are you getting your information from as well? Well, I'll tell you, my kids, my, I look, my daughter, for instance, Jamie, she's very fluid with her languaging and she has very sensitive about how to talk to people. And I pick up things from her all the time. And my dad, who's a psychologist, who always would say to me, Ari, when you communicate with people, make sure you do it with authenticity and you're always listening to people. Honestly, they're my mentors. That's amazing. That's so cool. And, and it keeps... uh. You know, it keeps the game young as well, because I'm sure that you have tons of young, hungry salespeople looking to hop into your courses and stuff. So you have to understand how to build rapport with those people as well. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. And so we welcome anybody to come forward who's not afraid to make a change and a shift and to question what they think they already know who want to go to the next level. So talk to us about some of those packages that you offer and what's the process people go through. I know you don't like sales process, but what is the problem that you help people solve and how do you get them from A to B? Look, what we do is we specialize in one specific area, and that is conversion, how to convert your current leads into sales by not chasing people. And I'm working on a new book right now called The One Call Sale, which is how to, on one single conversation, onboard a new client on one call without chasing them step by step after that. And so we do consulting and coaching around this one-on-one -on -one with people who are open to learning something new. Because I'll tell you right now, trust building is a new skill you have to learn. You can't, you just aren't like that. I mean, I'm not suggesting you're not trustworthy, but the idea of how to build trust with other people is a skill set you have to learn. And only those who are open-minded to that are the ones who are successful. Yeah, that is so amazingly said. Because unfortunately, we've, we're in this culture now, especially in the digital age, where people have their guard up. It just is what it is. And you have to learn the right way to disarm them with integrity and it's something I've been a student of for a while. And I think it just comes with um, integrous in influence, integrous enthusiasm, and just constantly asking deeper questions to get to know them. And eventually it just comes down to that the sale just happens naturally from what I've seen. Correct. There's a magic that happens in a moment when they say to you this, they say, how can you help me? Mm-hmm. That, wow. That is a, that's when you know. That's when you know things are moving forward, huh? Correct. That's when you've built real trust with people. And if, if you're jumping in too early and prematurely and offering a solution or a demo or your product and you're trying to move them forward, man, you've lost it right there. Yep. Well said. Well said. So now what does the future hold for Ari and Unlock the Game? Well, actually, I'm working on a documentary next year uh, on this whole concept, a Netflix type of documentary with a new book coming out, which is exciting for us to finally get the word out. Um, but right now, our, our focus is on helping people learn how to onboard a new client, assuming they're a qualified lead, on one single Zoom call. Amazing. And how, how long would that call take if, if all done right? Well, if you're black belt level, 20 minutes. <laughs> if you're white belt level, an hour. Gotcha. And, and, and within your program, will you let people know where they stand? Is there a specific barometer of how they know where they're at? 
Yeah, yeah, because they bring us their their the recorded sales calls. We listen to the calls with them live. Got it. Okay. This is like the football game watching the tape from the last night's game. This is like stop the tape. Oh, right there. You jumped into it early. Like what I realize is the sale is lost or made inside the conversation and nowhere else. Not in the CRM, not your lead gen. It's inside the call. So that's why we have full transparency. They bring their sales calls with us. We play them together live and we coach them on the actual call live. I love that. So who is your program not for? Well, look, our ideal client, let's put it this way. Our ideal client is an advisor, an entrepreneur with a high ticket sale who is in a low volume, high ticket, high price point business model with high trust, high margin. They don't need a thousand clients next month. They need a four or five or eight or nine. They don't need a lot, but they need to convert every single one they speak with. Mm-hmm. That's who ideally maximizes the most profit from this. I love that. So now last question. I promise I, I've just been hammering and I love it. This no is, I've, I've uh, selfishly been taking notes for myself as well because I'm no really loving all this value that you're bringing. Sure. So as a businessman and a CEO, what else is in your portfolio? Are you just double, triple and quadrupling down on Unlock the Game? Uh, no, this is 100% all that we do. We just help entrepreneurs, advisors, and high-performing salespeople 10 times their conversion rate. That's so sick. That's so sick. And it works. It works. I love it. I love it. Now, I actually do have one more question, if that's okay. Yeah. How important does personal growth and personal development play a role in being a salesperson? Oh, it's absolutely critical. I mean, you've got to be able to humble yourself every day and realize what you don't know yet. (laughs) Because Mm -hmm. the minute you think you got this thing nailed is you start going backwards. So I'm always learning and always optimizing. Uh, That's how we're improving. The more you know, the more more you realize that you don't know. Correct. (laughs) That's amazing. Um, So is there anything specific that you'd like to leave us off with? I would just say stop selling and learn how to build trust instead with people and you'll be much more successful. Amazing. Thank you so much. And leave us with some links that we can hop on and connect with you. Best place to go is unlockthegame.com. Just like it sounds. Uh, my book is there, Unlock the Sales Game. You can buy the book there. We have a free intro video you can watch. There's also a chance to have a one-on-one with me as well. Just submit an application and you can come on through. And then I have this live show on LinkedIn called Stump the Guru. Come on live, ask me tough, ask me a tough question you've got, or just connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm accessible there. Say hello that we, we you met me here and we'll, we'll take it from there. Love it. Well, Ari, thank you so much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. Ah, appreciate it. No problem. I'd love to know what your feedback is on that interview. I mean, dude, I've listened to it a bunch of times and funny enough, I feel like I I'll be honest and I feel like you feel the same way. And a lot of podcast hosts that I talk to, they say they never listen to any of their podcasts because they, they live through it already. And now I mm. started to really re-listen to a lot of them, especially to take more notes, to give a better experience for our audience. 
This one I had to listen to multiple times. This is as a person in sales, person in business and entrepreneurship. Ari says some wildly awesome stuff. There's a lot of takeaways, man. I took a lot of notes, but anything specific on your end that you wanted to bring up first? Just the big picture of what we're so mentally exhausted of. Like we're so mentally exhausted from the last 50, 60 years of the typical sales type of language. As Mm -hmm. soon as someone picks the phone up and the other person online says, hey, so-and-so, this is so-and-so from XYZ company. Do you have a minute? Like as soon as you say that you lost... 95% of people and the other 5% of people that are still on the phone are just there to entertain you because they work in sales and want to see how you do. Uh, Like that's that's like I, in my opinion, kind of, and maybe that's a little bit negative way, glass half empty kind of way of looking at the world. But I just think we're all constantly being sold so much that we've had no choice but to build that callus in our minds of, of being able to have defense mechanisms to shut people out that don't have us in their best interest. You know what I mean? So this is a, this is a whole ethical way to build rapport, build relationships and to do it in the right light and and to do it with integrity. Yep. Couldn't, could not have said it better myself. And I, I love a lot of the points he brings up, right? Don't play the game. Everyone knows the game at this point, right? We all know how it works. Stop trying to take people down a sales process and genuinely build rapport with those people, right? One of the biggest things that that I enjoyed of, of this podcast was the immediate story of his phone call in the beginning. Do you remember that where he was on yeah, a yeah. he's on a <laughs> conference call with all these people? He doesn't click. This is like this is like a story from a movie, honestly. It's kind of cool. And he these people are literally cutthroat and they're like, Yeah, I mean, he's good, but we're gonna go with somebody cheaper. I don't know how I would feel. And I wonder how people, you know, digress or digest my conversations with them after. I would love to be a fly on the wall after those conversations. If you were if you were in his shoes, I think you'd hit the unmute button and start and start getting after it. <laughs> definitely, I would definitely say my peace of mind for sure. But it brings up a really good point as to there's a lot of people that think they have deals closed before cash is paid or things are you know fully done. Deals die all the time, especially towards the end. And I and being in business for what does it have been like three and a half years at this point? Not crazy long, but we've done this a lot now, thousands of times. The, the ones that you think are a definite in the beginning always end up being the toughest ones to get to the end. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. And, and there's always the, there's always the story below the story. Right. And, it, and mm-hmm. um, we were, we were talking about something earlier with uh, Hermosi and what he talks to people about when they say things like, Oh, I need to think about it. Or I need to, um, I need to check this out. Uh, after, you know, you've kind of shown everything to somebody, the solution to the problem. And they say, Oh, I need to think about it. I need to look into this more. And then his response to that, Hormozzi's response to that is, well, it seems like you don't have enough information. Well, I'm your source of information. So mm-hmm. typically when people need to think about it, it's because they're unsure based on there's some lack of connection between this, this, this solution and the information around it and how it serves you. Like there's not a, there's a lack of understanding there. So how can I, you know, kind of give you more information and, and be more of a resource? I don't know. Did, did we talk about that? Did you and I yeah. look at that? Have you seen that before? And, and one thing I will say about that is that if they're still trying to shop around after you say that type of language, that means they don't trust you, right? And initially, when I was first in business for myself, I would get upset that they didn't trust me. And I would get upset at them until I started to really recap my calls and start to say, wow, I got to get upset at myself. I got to do something different. Why aren't they trusting me? And so that starts to you know, go down to the rapport building process that Ari talks about and how sales are genuinely lost in the beginning because we're immediately just trying to get people down the process, right? I got to a point where my calendar was so packed that I was trying to get people off the phone because I was running late into other meetings and I wasn't intentional about it. I was losing sales left and right, just being, you know, not, not having my time. So now it's important to create buffer times, 
right? It's important to rapport build. There's a formula for that. And I'll walk you through just a very quick five questions to ask somebody that they're, they're going to start to understand how much you care because nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care, right? So first off, we want to know where you've been, right? Hey, where you been? Tell me a little bit more about yourself. Tell me the Landon story, right? Then where are you now? What do you do professionally? What um, you know, what are your goals right now? What does the future look like for you? Close your eyes in an ideal scenario. What does five years look like for you in a perfect world? What are some successes that you have? You always want to talk people up and let them share all the good things that they've been doing. And then what are some challenges that you've been facing? And in those challenges, you may be able to find a need where your product or service fits there. And if not, there's no problem with going another way saying, Hey, I don't think this is for you at the same time. And in mm-hmm. that rapport building process, you'll able, you'll be able to determine scarcity versus abundance immediately. After you do it enough, I know when to get off the phone immediately when I know a prospect isn't qualified either. Yeah. And the fifth one is successes, right? Or did you already say that one? Yep. I said successes and then challenges. Yep. Yeah. Success. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, that that piece there takes what, seven to 10 minutes? Yeah. Could of, be even less sometimes. Navigating. And, and, and there's definitely people that like don't want that, right? There's definitely people that just want to get right to it. I'm cool um, with it. I'm yeah, cool with and, getting right to the chase. But most people appreciate the genuine interest. I mean, and, and it's crazy too when you ask questions that of genuine, like you genuinely care what's going on in the world. It's crazy the questions that follow below the surface, just just getting into their life, and even sometimes how small of a world we live in. You just never know who you could be chatting with. Yeah, um, it, it's, it's wild. And, and what I've come to notice is that the more I focus on rapport building the less I have to focus on talking about the specific product or anything like that because the sale's already done. Once they become friends with me, they know they need this. I can send them information. We could talk about it. But once you do all that work on the front end, you slow down to eventually speed up and go you know, all guns blazing because of the fact that they trust you. So you can just take them through any process. Something I really liked about what Ari did was just allowing people to dictate the process um, for us. Yeah. Right? Like for you. I mean, it's instead of instead of us telling them what is going to happen next and all that stuff, allowing them to want that to happen, asking them and getting below the surface behind what their decision making process looks like and who's at that decision making table with them and how they would like the process to go. Do they want to speed up? Do they want to slow down? Leaving it up to them completely and and literally not giving them any um ammunition, so to speak, or not ammunition. That sounds combative, no, but like but, no pushback. Like you're not right, invasive. Right. right. Yeah, hey, exactly. I'm not pushy. This is up to you. I'm going to let you dictate how fast right. or slow you want to take this process. Yeah. And if by any chance you tell me to piss off, just tell me kindly and we'll, we'll go mutual ways. And that actually gets a laugh out of people all the time. I say, piss off, fuck off. You throw a little curse word <laughs> right, in, right. in the proper scenario, right. right? You come down to earth to these people and you take off the suit and tie um, in different scenarios for sure. Right. Right. There is some, there's a good video you sent me uh, earlier, I'm gonna try to play it through here, and we'll see if it yeah, comes out. Yeah, it was out gold. Really it was good. Gold. We'll see if it. We'll see if it comes out. Um, I'll try to play it and see. Sixty percent of your prospects back on the phone by sending one email. I can't believe I'm gonna give this to you for free. Typically, this is something that we only do for our paying clients. But hey, here goes. I've been sending this email for about the last ten years, and it has about a fifty to sixty percent response rate of people that are ghosting me to actually get back on a call. And it goes something like this, Dave. I hope you don't mind a little bit of professional persistence. I've been trying to contact you for about the last week, but haven't managed to reach you. So I'm guessing one of two things has happened. One, you've fallen down the stairs and are unable to get to the phone. <laughs> two, you've figured out a way to fix XYZ and no longer require our service. I sincerely hope it's the latter. All joking aside, 
please let me know everything's okay because I'm about to phone an ambulance. Kind regards, Jeff. Now, is it a bit silly? Sure. But what it does is it breaks the tension of somebody ghosting you with a little bit of humor. And I have got a phenomenal amount of people back on the phone. And when they get back on the phone, they typically say something like, your email really made me laugh. So you break down those sales resistance barriers by injecting a little bit of humor. Write yourself. Let me know how you get on. Make sure you follow for more sales advice. That's amazing. Yeah, that's pretty good. When I watched that, I was like, I need to send it to you because I'm going to, we're like, we're going to have our appointments that are sending those to everyone. Like that TikTok account. Yeah, that's a TikTok account sales tips and hacks. We're not like affiliated with him. I just want to give him credit, I guess. But yeah, no, no, yeah. thanks for doing it that. It just shows about, it just shows like what you're talking about there, like just being like like making light of, of the situation and and just you know getting people in or out as well yeah. is just is isn't powerful. So being being myself, and it took me probably like a year in business to understand that like myself sells better than my non-authentic self. It has gotten me so much more business. Maybe, maybe lose one percent of business just by uh, maybe acting out of character um, to the wrong person. But at this point, I'm genuinely coming off as I don't give a fuck. Like I'm secure in what I'm doing. And it translates. You genuinely, people feel that energy on the other side of the phone. And people like to do business with other people that are doing shit with their lives. People that can connect with them. People that genuinely care. There's a million other people that do what you do. You're not um, the competitive advantage. The, 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 com- the competition's all relatively similar. Um, well, especially when we're talking financial services, it's not like you're going to beat somebody out in this crazy return on this thing. Obviously there's different products for different people, but we're in a sea of millions of people that do the same shit. So how do you show up different? I think a lot of times the issue is people are afraid to show up different. They're literally afraid to, they're afraid to show up different and be disruptive. I Mm -hmm. mean, it's so easy to walk in with a suit and have a nice haircut and act all professional and, and and all rigid and straight edge. That's how everybody likes to act in our business. But if you show up differently, if you're completely transparent yourself, I think in today's day and age, that's what people expect. There may have been a time where having a, a dramatic, dramatic, you know, uh, wall in front of you to, to project certain professionalism, like there's always a level of professionalism. That's why we don't go outside our house naked. We wear clothes mm-hmm. and we go outside because you have to put up some level of, 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 of a wall up. But I think in today's world, being transparent and, and, and acting in integrity, but also realizing that 1% of people that you may have lost, you don't want to work with those people anyway. Exactly. Like, exactly. You don't want them to be your clients. You don't want to have a relationship with them because they're not going to be aligned with you. They're not going to be, a, it's not going to be a win for you. Or that's exactly what we were talking about um, just before we hopped on this podcast is on the front end in your marketing and in your lead flow, you're able to come off that way when you have an abundance of people to talk to, right? When you only have one prospect, like we, we initially started out, right? I'm hammering that same person four or five times a week. You come off desperate. <laughs> right. But when you have right. people in the pipeline nonstop, you understand like, I don't need you. Now it's not, and it's not in this like invasive douchey tone. It's just like, I genuinely don't need you. I know where I'm headed. It's a win-win because I'm able to not care about my commission because I have so many people to talk to that I'm going to win. You're going to win. Everyone's going to win. So it's that simple, man. Uh, I digress. Do you have anything else sales related that you wanted to put in there? No, I think we beat it up enough. This was a great interview. Um, I thought, it, you know, I, I really like these 30 minute bites of interviews. I think mm-hmm. that's the right amount before you start, we start losing ourselves and, and the listeners start losing themselves in it too, probably clicking away. So I think the 30 minutes is really digestible and it's a good introduction to what people like Ari have to offer, right? So we're going to obviously put the, you know, his, his link in the bio and everything like that. So you guys have access to to his program, his platform. Um, I, I actually plan to, to dive into some of his stuff and, and work with him one-on-one. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. 
Yeah, he's awesome, man. And three calls to action right now. If you've made it this far in the podcast, you might be someone that would, you know, click a button for us and, and help us grow this thing. So one, we don't say it enough. If you could possibly leave us a review and subscribe, give us five stars. If if you think that it's five stars worthy, if you want to give us three stars or one star, go ahead. I'm not going to tell you not to, um, but we want to hear your honest feedback. Link up with us on Instagram. If you think we suck or you think that we can be better, we're not egotistical to think that we're the best podcast in the world. Um, <laughs> Hell no. Hell no. Two, feel free to apply to join our group. We've grown, like we said, from eight to 85 members at this point. Last, uh, last week, I think it was like 82, 83. Um, the goal for 2022 is to get to hundred members. We'll be blown away by the end of this month, which is pretty cool. And then also pay the fee. If this was something that you saw value in, share it with your family. They need to hear it, right? Especially with your network in, in, in sales, share it with them, share it with your organization, share it with your teams. We'd love to serve. So with that being yeah. said, consistency wins. What you got, Len? No, just to go off of that. I mean, even this, like... This is even just for communication with other human beings. It doesn't even have to be in sales. Like to some extent, we're constantly going through these microtransactions in life. Whether you're at the cash register, that that's you know paying for something. That's some level of a negotiation. That's some level of a, of of a transaction that's taking place. It, it expands into what we do for work at times. There's conversations. There's negotiations of salaries. There's where we go to lunch. All of it becomes some level of a negotiation. Some level of of of, of a skill that communication is super important. So, you know, even if it's not you in sales, even if it's just, so, you know, there's a couple pieces that you took value from that it goes along with the same tone that, that Antonio is talking about. Mm-hmm. Whether you like it or not, you're in sales, right? If you're trying to get a girl to date you, you're in sales, right? You're, you're in the, the space of human influence, right? And that's where I made an intention in 2022 to become a, a student again. And my biggest intention and my biggest focus is human influence mastery with integrity. And, you know, doing that, to be able to control a room or control a conversation and get the outcomes that I achieve with integrity to make sure that I'm communicating effectively with people. So with that being said, feel free to leave us a review. We love you. Consistency wins. Have a good day. Boom. Well done. I lose track of time. Yeah, I move fast and climb. A new class divine. Yeah, true passion shines. And I'm through passing time. I choose stacking dimes. You snooze half the time while I move passing by. I work hard each and every day I get lost in the words I say I don't push pause, no I push play I won't stop till I make a change I withdraw on the things I make I turn flaws into flawless traits I build tall, never cap in space I won't stop till I hear him say oh, oh, na, 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 na.